Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, the unlikely missionary DHW. This is episode three, and today we are talking about the truth. Um, unfortunately, in America, we're living in a day and age of fake news and um, living in my truth. And so I just wanted to share um, my thoughts from the Word of God about the truth. Okay, so in American society today, there is an emphasis on living in my truth. And this is dangerous because that then means that there is no absolute truth and there are no lies. There's only your truth and my truth. Um, that means we are all right because it's our own truth. That, that in and of itself is a lie. It's a well-crafted one that America is not paying the price for because enter our current president. He lives in his truth. You can't tell him that his truth isn't the truth. Even when you have facts to back up where he has lied, he doubles down on the lie. And everyone who is close to him, standing next to him, surrounds him and supports the lie, encourages the lie, gives legs to the lie, to the point that there are millions and millions of people who are believing, accepting the lie as if it were truth. He lies constantly, but he sells it as truth. And those telling the truth about him, he calls fake news. But in America, we have created this dichotomy. And now we are upset with our own creation because it so blatantly goes in the face of what we can actually see occurring, i.e. climate change. I'm a Christian. As you know, this podcast kind of attests to, but I believe that climate change is real. This summer um, in NYC has been ridiculously hot and humid. We have not had a summer like this as long as I can remember, and I've lived in NYC my entire life, New York City. Um, so something is happening in the atmosphere. Something has changed. I don't know what it is. I don't have to understand all of it, but I know that climate change is real. Just by walking outside my door. But we have created this whole fictional account of how climate change is not real for some people. And our current president has adopted that thought process. Even though you can clearly go outside and see that something is changing. But because it's not in his truth, 
it's a lie to him. Forget that things have been proven by science. Forget that biologically that's not fact or something is not fact. Forget facts altogether. That is what we have created in American society today. And I can only speak for American society because that's the society I live in. I don't live in other places around the world. I don't know if um, they are experiencing this exact same phenomena, but that's what's going on here. And so this is how I feel. We have created this idea that how I feel, and I say feel in quotes, is the truth. What I feel, what I think, what I have created in my mind as a thought process, that is the truth. However, how you feel can trick you. Your mind can play tricks on you. How you feel can lead you down dangerous paths. How you feel can lead to confusion and chaos. But the Bible says the truth, not how you feel, the truth, what is fact, what is real, can set you free. That's in John 8, 31 to 32. In God's economy, it's very simple. It is truth and lie. If it's not true, it has to be a lie. That's it. You're either sinful or you're righteous. You're saved or you're unsaved. You're a Jew or a Gentile. We, human beings, add the shades of gray to make us feel better. God does not do that. For God, it is black and white. Either it is or it isn't. There is no but this, this, and this, and this. But maybe if bop, 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 bop. There's none of that in God's economy. It either is or it isn't. In a conversation I had, um, I once was told that the gospel was one theology of Christianity. And I was taken aback by that because theology and the gospel are not equal. Okay? Um, Theology is the study of the Bible. And we can try to interpret the Bible in many different ways to fit our own personal narratives. And we most often do. But... And however, the gospel is the gospel. Okay, I'll say that again. Theology and the gospel are not equal. The gospel is the gospel. Okay, and there would be nothing to study 
without the gospel. So I'm going to give you some facts right now about the Bible, about God, about Jesus, about the Christian faith. Okay, so fact. The Bible is the true and living word of God. And I think this is one of the uh, places where a lot of people try to discredit Christianity, the gospel, faith, God, all of those things. This is where they try to get it. And you see, God already knew that people were going to try and do this. And that is exactly why he put in his word that this word is the living truth of God. Okay. Because by the way, fun fact, all books are written by man. There is no book in this world that has not been written by a man. So the fact that we want to disqualify the Bible as not being true because it was written by a man, by that same logic, we would have to disqualify all books that have been written as not being true because they were written by a man. And you can go to the Bible, uh, 2 Timothy 2.16 and 2 Peter 1.20 um, to see that the Bible is the true and living word of God. Fact. Jesus was born. Fact. Jesus lived. Fact. Jesus died. Fact. Jesus rose. You can go to any one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and read all of those accounts. Okay? Now people will say, well, all those accounts are not exactly the same. Well, all of those men were not exactly the same. And when you have... uh, different people talking about the exact same event you have a different perspective okay doesn't mean that the perspectives aren't true but everybody brings their own unique experience to the situation okay and so they're reporting the facts but they have their personalities within um, those writings okay uh, doesn't mean it's not fact. It just means that your writing style is not the same as my writing style because we're not the same person. Fact. Jesus was both fully God and fully man. You can see this in Hebrews 2, 5 to 18. And this is something that's very hard for people to wrap their mind around. But that's okay. And when I try to explain how you can be both fully God and fully man... Um, I explained it as I'm both fully a daughter and fully a wife and fully a mother. I am one person, but I am those three different things, okay? Just because I am someone's daughter doesn't diminish the fact that I'm also someone's wife. And uh, God is Jesus, excuse me, Jesus is God's son. He came to earth born through a human woman. And so he is both fully God and fully man. That's a fact. Fact. Jesus ascended into heaven. Yes, Jesus died, but then he rose from the dead. 
he didn't die a second time. Jesus is still alive. What happened was he was speaking with his disciples and then the clouds opened and he ascended back into heaven. He went back home. Um, and people don't fully grasp this, but this is not the first time this has occurred. Uh, in the Bible, Elijah, the prophet, also didn't die. He ascended um, into heaven. So this is not the first time that this has occurred in the scripture. Fact, Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. And intercession means that he is the go-between. He is um, the person through which our messages are relayed to God. Uh, and we may say, well, why do we need a messenger? Why do we need a go-between? Because the fact of the matter is that we are sinful beings. And in the Old Testament, the way that uh, messages were relayed to God was through the tabernacle um, by the children of Israel that God deemed the priests, the high priests, and they would go into the holies of holies um, to bring requests before before God, but they could not see God. They could not uh, be in his presence like that because the sin that covers us separates us from God. See, but the blood of Jesus covers those sins so that we can have that relationship because we're no longer doing animal sacrifices you know that's what the high priest would do they would go in with the 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 lamb the perfect blameless spotless lamb and sacrifice it to God so that we would then be able to uh they would be able to make their requests known to him but Jesus covers us his blood covers us and so therefore we now are able to have a relationship with God but without Jesus as that go-between, we still would not be able to be in relation with God. And so that's why it's necessary. And you can uh, see that in Romans 8, 34. Fact, in order to be saved, you have to believe all this stuff above. You have to believe that Jesus was born, that Jesus lived, that Jesus died, that he rose that he ascended into heaven, that he is right now sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. You have to believe that. You have to then confess that with your mouth and receive it. That's a fact. There are n- there's n- There are no things you can do to be saved you have to believe you have to confess you have to receive that's it okay those are the facts theology does not trump the gospel i don't care what you say i don't care what you believe the bible says that you have to believe 
You have to confess and you have to receive. That's it. The gospel is the end all be all. It is the story. It is the only thing that matters. It doesn't need to be to make perfect sense to you. But if you want to be saved, it is the truth you need to accept. There are no other ways to God. That's it. In God's economy, there is one truth, one road to travel, and it's narrow. Okay, the Bible says narrow is the road to salvation, to him. Because the wide road is filled with people living in their truth, believing in the lie the enemy has sold them. We often visualize Satan, yes, Satan is real, as this scary being like the boogeyman who's going to jump out and get us. But in reality, that is not how Satan operates. The best tool he has at his disposal is confusion. Because when we are confused, we confuse others. And we render them and ourselves ineffective for God when we are confused. You know, when I uh, was putting this together, the best illustration of this was the Tower of Babel. When they were trying to build the tower so that they would be able to reach heaven... Uh, and God confused their language. And because they were confused, there was chaos. And they couldn't finish building the tower. That is what Satan does to us. He creates confusion. I.e. this, I'm living in my truth. So that there is no absolute truth that we all stand on and so therefore we can't build we can't go forward and we're all ineffective we're all ineffective so um, today I just offer you these words seek the truth look for the truth And the truth will set you free. Um, Just to wrap it up, I just wanted to give one more uh, fact about God and uh, this Christian faith. The fact is that no matter what we do, no matter what we say, um, God loves us. And that's the whole reason why he sent his son to die for us in the first place. Because he loves us. Because he wants to have a relationship with us. And so, um, don't ever think that you can't come to God. Because the fact of the matter is that 
no matter what, he wants you to come. And that's why the the uh, first meat and potatoes episode, episode two, um, you can go back and give it a listen, is that the thief on the cross next to Jesus didn't have an opportunity to get it right or to change his life or do any of those things. He had that one moment to make a decision to believe that Jesus was who he said he was and to ask for a place in God's kingdom. And because God loves us, because he sent Jesus to die for us so that we would be able to have that relationship, that we would be able to go to heaven. The thief was granted entry right then and there. And so I just want to leave you with the fact that God loves you no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you look like, no matter what gender you are, sexual orientation, it doesn't matter. God loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. Nothing disqualifies you from the love of Christ. That is a fact. We all have the opportunity, the exact same opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And I give you that opportunity now for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord and for you to develop a relationship with God. So that wraps up episode three. Um, I thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Um, If you want more of The Unlikely Missionary, you can head over to the blog at ladyd.eemissionary.blogspot.com. That's ladyd.eemissionary.blogspot.com. And you can get some more great content over there. You can also follow... Uh, us on Facebook at facebook.com slash unlikely missionary. So I just want to leave you with one more thought. If no one ever tells you this, I want you to know that you are loved. Until next time.